Hey everyone, welcome to episode 51 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Nathaniel Fabis. Hopefully I didn't butcher that name. The CEO of Allo Doctor. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on. Thanks so much for, for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Really good, really good. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for being our first international guest. This is uh, really exciting. Um, I learned about your company a while back. Obviously, um, you know, telehealth is, is has been huge here in the States and also globally, especially with everything going on with COVID-19. So really excited to have you on the podcast. I'd love if you could get started by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go into talking about uh, Allo Doctor and more of uh, what, what you've done. Mm-hmm. What's well, on the tunnel? I'm the CEO of Allo Doctor. Uh, I'm originally from France and I first arrived in Indonesia uh, eight years ago. Uh, I was part of the team who started Lazada, uh, a major e-commerce company in the in the region. Uh, and before and after that, I was doing uh, market research and consulting for pharma companies uh, in emerging market. Uh, so I was working uh, in Africa and in Indonesia to provide more accurate information uh, about what was going on on the floor on the ground uh, to those international pharma companies. Uh, in 2014, uh, me and my wife and my co-founder, Suchi, uh, who is Indonesian, uh, we were seeing that people were starting to go more and more online, right? So Indonesia is an emerging market. So people started to go on the internet heavily starting in the 2010s. And people were going more and more online to look for medical information. And there was a lot of inaccurate medical information back at the time uh, online. So especially I was seeing my wife, Suchi, and our family-in-law uh, taking very, very bad decisions uh, about healthcare based on what they were reading online. And they had no ways offline as well to get access to accurate information. So uh, basically, we wanted to solve that and build a, a platform. So the first challenge for our company was to build a WebMD uh, for Indonesia with accurate information and easy information uh, in local language in Bahasa Indonesia uh, so that people can take the right decision uh, for their care based on what uh, they were uh, reading. So our, our content platform, article and video picked up really fast. Uh, we started having millions and millions of users uh, on the platform. Uh, today, allodoctor.com is one of the most read uh, healthcare websites in the world uh, for, for, for medical content, uh, something in the top 15, I believe. Uh, today, we have 31 million uh, people visiting this platform uh, on a monthly basis, basically trying to rely on our information uh, to get accurate information. Uh, then, on, on top of that, uh, starting in 2016, we decided to build uh, basically what we call in the region a super hub for healthcare uh, with, with uh, more features. So Asia would be very different from, from the West in that regard that companies would try to explore different verticals at the same time and build an ecosystem into a single app. So we started telemedicine in 2016, uh, a little bit similar to Teledoc. Uh, today, we have uh, close to 1,000 doctors uh, active on the platform, and we have one of the most active uh, telemedicine platforms in Asia today. We also have a large doctor booking platform, and uh, we, uh, starting from 2018 as well, we sell our own uh, private label insurance called Allo Doctor Protexi uh, to our consumer, a uh, little bit similar to Oscar in the US. So what we're trying to do basically is to build an all-in-one ecosystem uh, for healthcare where Indonesian patients can fully manage their health 
from prevention uh, of the content, trying to solve uh, issues at home at first with telemedicine. And if the issue gets bigger, uh, book an appointment to a doctor directly from our platform. And all of it uh, being covered by our insurance policy that you can purchase uh, directly in our doctor. So that's what we do. Interesting. Now, tell a, a good bit of our audience is based in the U.S. So if, could you briefly tell us, like, in the areas that your platform is heavily used, what the kind of health system looks like in those areas? Um, like, is there a mixture of, is, is insurance, insurance companies, um, was it mainly private or public in your area? So, uh, so if, you, if you have to summarize about the Indonesian medical system today, I mean, it's categorized by a few things, right? Uh, number one, I mean, most of the spending is still out of pocket. Uh, so it's not insured. So basically, uh, it would be something like uh, 40% public uh, insurance, 10% private insurance, and 50% out of pocket. Uh, and basically, middle class and upper middle class would be the ones that will go to out of pocket uh, most of the time. So very different from more, for example, from uh, the US, where it would be different type of population that would be on the out of pocket uh, population, right? So the lower class, the middle, lower middle class will go in the public system, and the middle class, upper middle class will often go uh, with out of pocket uh, spending. Uh, today, the government is trying to push hard for public uh, insurance to develop, but there's limitation in terms of budget uh, that has not been overcome yet uh, in order to have uh, most of the population covered uh, with a public system uh, today. Uh, private insurance is very undeveloped yet. Uh, only 2% of Indonesian people have uh, private insurance uh, today. Uh, so that's uh, basically one of the reasons we believe as well that what we're doing is so important is that patients have to take so many decisions by themselves about their health because they're not covered, right? And every decision can end up uh, into a major um, financial decision for, for most people uh, out here when there, there is a, a medical issue. So that's the number one. Number two is uh, the lack of doctor, right? So Indonesia have one of the lowest uh, doctor per capita uh, in the world uh, today. Uh, and the doctor are spread as well unevenly. Uh, and most of the doctors will be in major urban area. So when you go in small town, when you go in rural area, there will usually be uh, very little or absolutely no doctor, right? Uh, so that's also something where uh, access to remote health care will become more and more important is that you have so many areas in the country uh, where it's very hard to access uh, doctors uh, on, uh, on a daily basis. Or if you have to go see a doctor, you may have to travel very far. What, uh, what made you want to uh, kind of start the insurance arm of the business? What did you see that made you want to do that? Uh, so so the, 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 the several reasons, right? I mean, the, the first one is that because we, we, we were doing like chat doctor booking, right? And we are seeing that money was usually the main, uh, the main blocker, right? So people had to go through a treatment, they had to go see a doctor, and we were discussing with our patients and they were telling like, doctor, doctor I don't have money to do that. Can I, so sometimes surgery and they were telling us, can I buy a cheap drug in the pharmacy? And sometimes you can't, right? You need to go for tests, you need to do uh, stuff. And uh, we were not talking to people that were very poor. I mean, we're talking more about people that are using platform will be more even middle class, right? Uh, and money limitation was a huge factor that uh, that was basically preventing people from getting uh, proper healthcare. And on the same side, we were seeing that insurance companies in Indonesia were not that focused on uh, healthcare. They were more focused on life uh, insurance, 
where the margins are bigger, right? So uh, at the same time, we're seeing a huge need, right? 98% of population is uninsured. Uh, privately, 50% out of pocket. Uh, family drama all the time, right, around us, uh, inside the company, outside the company, or patient. And basically, the companies that could focus on it, not really focusing on it, uh, because they didn't see it as uh, basically the major, uh, major focus, right? Other thing as well is that we were seeing that the product uh, that were proposed were not really adapted to the population, right? So in Indonesia, the trust level would not be as high as what you would have in, in more developed market. Uh, so if you want to convince someone to come and take an insurance, the insurance has to be simple. Uh, and we were seeing that the existing policy in the market were extremely complex. Uh, and we are discussing with insurance companies and they were showing me the product they had. And I was like, okay, I don't even understand it myself. So uh, when, I, for example, we have insurance policy for employee, even myself, when I have to understand it, it takes me 20, 30 minutes to barely understand what we're covering, right? So when you are in a country where most of the populations pay out of pocket and you want to sell retail uh, insurance directly to consumer, you need to step, step back and basically try to make uh, insurance that is very, very simple. That's the uh, second thing. The third thing is that we believe that uh, uh, the integration of insurance with chat and booking can create uh, the health experience of the 21st century. So what we see from patients is that they are often very confused and lost, not only in Indonesia, but in most places, right? You don't know how to take a decision. You don't know what is the right decision. You don't know which doctor to go see, what test to do and so forth and so forth. And we really believe that uh, a medical company or an insurance company in the 21st century will have to basically not not try to control, right, but basically support the patient uh, in every step of the way, right? And by doing it yeah. digitally, uh, with telemedicine, chat, booking, integrated booking, uh, and other integration will be in the future, you can start to basically follow the, follow the patient all across the journey and basically get to much higher uh, quality of care that you could have, uh, let's say, in traditional systems. So you're basically building a, a whole ecosystem of of everything that the patient would actually really want and need to have um, to, to, you know, match up with this journey that you just described. That's yeah. really interesting. Um, how how has COVID nineteen affected uh, your country during everything that's going on? <clears throat> so. Uh... In, in, in terms of numbers, I mean, the, the, if you look at the official numbers, I mean, the number of cases are, are quite small, right? Uh, if you look at the official numbers, so we don't. But the issue is that the testing capacity are quite small as well, right? So there's still a lot of uncertainty about the real spread of the uh, disease, right? Uh, so we are seeing people not caring too much until the government started to speak a lot about it. Uh, and then we had a, a panic, I think, like everywhere in the world, right? And that gradually uh, end up into a, almost a full lockdown today. Uh, for example, in Jakarta and in most big cities uh, in uh, Indonesia, right? So let's say the paradox we have is that the country is in uh, the country is in almost in a full lockdown today, uh, while we have absolutely no idea about the spread uh, of uh, the condition uh, today, which obviously gives a lot of uncertainty as well on how we're going to go get out of uh, the situation as well. If we think about tropical countries, right, there's still like in uh, hot countries, there's still a lot of uncertainty in how the virus spread in those areas, right? Uh, if we look at the numbers, there's no hot country in tropical area that is very humid where there's a high number of cases. Uh, 
it doesn't mean that the virus is not spreading. Uh, maybe all of those countries are not uh, testing properly, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty about what is really going on uh, right now in Indonesia. Uh, obviously, once people started worried, we had a lot, a lot more requests uh, on our side. Uh, our demand on telemedicine uh, jumped by uh, uh, almost 100% uh, on the platform uh, as people uh, are asking for more uh, info, same thing for the content. We have a peak at plus 100% compared to usual uh, on, on our side. Uh, on the other hand, people are scared to go to the hospital uh, at the moment. So everything that is related to booking of hospital are going down. And information we have is that private hospitals see their uh, frequent uh, see their uh, number of patients drop by 50% compared to usual uh, at the moment. So the, the big challenge for us was uh, number one, I mean, uh, making sure that we're providing the right information to all uh, our patients uh, across so many items that you can cover. Uh, in terms of content and also training our doctors uh, to respond properly to this crisis uh, on our side. We also have a lot of AI uh, in our telemedicine today. So uh, we build a specific AI as well for the COVID-19 to support the doctor to answer properly uh, to, the, to, the, to the crisis. And obviously, we had to uh, scale up very, very fast our telemedicine capacity, right? I mean, uh, when you get from overnight, you get plus 100% of demand, uh, you need to scale up. So it's been uh, basically uh, super hectic uh, months on our side to be able to scale up uh, our internal capacity uh, to answer to the demand. What what type of doctors um, leverage the platform for telemedicine services? So we, we work with GP and with specialists. So both of them. Right? So we, and we have all specialty uh, on our platform. So basically, uh, seven days a week, uh, almost 24-7, uh, you can access a doctor and speak with any specialist within two minutes uh, today. And uh, we are doing more than 600,000 consultations a month uh, on our platform at the moment. Oh, wow. That's great. Uh, that's really great. What's in the early stages... Now, now only what you're willing to share. What was what was one of the I guess challenges in getting this off the ground in your mind? So I mean the the the, the main difficulty of healthcare when you when you when you build a startup in healthcare uh, is that every 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 market will be different, right? So you have to invent your own model. Uh, you can't really rely on oh something happened in the US, something happened in China. I'm just going to do the same, right? Uh, yeah. which is often what entrepreneurs in emerging markets will start at the beginning and then they change. In healthcare from the beginning, you know that you have to figure out on your own uh, what you're doing, right? So you need to convince a lot of people that what you're doing makes sense, right? Uh, you need to convince uh, your employee, you need to convince your client, you need to convince your partner, you need to convince the government, you need to convince your investors, right? So uh, you cannot be sure by yourself, right? So you have to try a lot of things, you have to speak to a lot of people uh, and you have to figure out your way uh, basically uh, on your own uh, and convince people that you're not just completely nuts, uh, but what you are doing makes uh, makes sense. Uh, and I would say that even as we scale, that's always the, the, the uh, one of the, the biggest challenges that what we have to build has to be highly original. And when you're highly original, obviously, uh, you are encountering a lot of skepticism about what you do and you need to prove with, with result and success uh, that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, that's, that's great. So what what do you see as, I mean, it, it sounds like you've, since you've started the company, you've added all these different parts to it. Um, 
do you have a, a specific part that you think you'll continue to invest in and really make your your main part of your ecosystem is that telemedicine or is that the kind of the content piece of the platform what would you say is your kind of your core piece that you're doing uh, so so uh, uh it's a good question i mean the the, the definitely i mean we see that this COVID crisis is putting a big highlight on telemedicine uh so telemedicine is here to stay uh for sure and that's going to be uh, one of the backbone if not the backbone in the company for for, for the long run um, after that, where we think we're going to have the most impact on the long run uh, on our side is, is on the insurance piece of the business uh, for, for Indonesia, at least, right? Uh, why? Because this is the biggest pain point, we believe, for Indonesian family today. Uh, how to cover your health, how to get the money for your health. And that's where, as well, where we believe that we can buy, build uh, something very, very special as a, as a model, uh, basically mixing and integrating um, the insurance piece of the business with the telemedicine and uh, the booking. The challenge we have is that we need to scale in the country where people are not able to, that not, are not uh, used to buy uh, insurance. And we have also to prove to the insurance industry that we can uh, control claims uh, much better than what they do uh, in traditional way uh, so that we can cover more and more and give more and more benefit uh, to Indonesian people, right? So our vision, let's say in two, three years is that uh, if you're Indonesian middle class, uh, you pay something like 15 to $20 a month per person, and you can get a proper uh, medical coverage uh, even when you get a, a major uh, medical issue. Uh, so basically building very affordable health care, very affordable protection. And that could really change the way uh, most people live their life uh, in Indonesia, right? Uh, I mean, healthcare is very, very high in terms of stress here uh, because basically if someone is going to get sick, you know you can go bankrupt, right? And that's really what we want to solve uh, in the long run, right? Meaning that you uh, you spend for your family eighty one hundred dollars a month, uh, and you can get a, a basic and proper protection uh, for most of your need uh, for healthcare. And we believe that without technology, without technology integration, uh, with all the vertical we have, it would be impossible to do right. So obviously, when I say we focus on insurance, it means that telemedicine is going to be a key part uh, of it uh, on the long run. And uh, basically, building this insurance in the twenty first century would not be possible uh, without uh, telemedicine. Wow. Okay. Now that's, that's a, a great vision. Um, I, you know, I really look forward to following the company more and, and kind of seeing how full the things, you know, come into fold, but <laughs> you've accomplished so much with the company since inception. And um, I mean, it, it's so exciting what you're working on. I, I love this ecosystem that you've created with all these different offerings and, and how much, I mean, you can't fake this, how much you truly care about the patient too. So I, I have to really applaud you for that too. Um, I can tell how passionate you are when you're talking about, you know, creating this better experience for the patient, um, which is cool when you can create a cool company and do that, which does not always go hand in hand, um, especially in the US. So I really, <laughs> I really like hearing, uh, I, I like hearing that you're doing that over there. Um, Cool. Yeah, no, this, this is, this is really great. Uh, where, where can people learn more about, I guess, uh, you and, and, uh, the company? Sorry. Uh, where can people learn more about you and the company? Uh, so I mean, I mean, uh, most, most of our, most of our, uh, most of our communication is in uh, local language, right? But my LinkedIn, I guess, uh, all the company LinkedIn could be a great way to learn about, uh, what we're doing on the latest news uh, of what we are uh, what we are doing 
on our side. And we may have some big news uh, coming in uh, in the next few weeks uh, on our all meeting page. Perfect. Yeah, when I went onto your site, uh, Google automatically translated it for me so I could pick up most of it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I really like your site, by the way, too. Um, once once it was translated and I could understand <laughs> what was on the site. But um, well, again, I really appreciate you coming on. This was great to learn more about yourself and, and what you're building, which is, is truly transformative and um, much needed, especially during the times that we're in. Um, glad to hear you're you're well and healthy, and um, you know, keep doing these these huge things. They're they're really cool. Thanks for inviting me, Jared. It was a pleasure, and uh, uh, hope to hear the podcast as well soon. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to uh, for to go live. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is unlocking healthcare professional data, making it easily shareable. They want to make life easier for healthcare professionals and organizations so that they can focus on tasks like providing the best care possible to patients. Block Health leverages their smart universal common application and blockchain technology to streamline many of the tasks that healthcare professionals and organizations must engage in like primary source verification, provider enrollment, state licensing, state license renewals, DEA registration, DEA renewals, and much more. They do all of this through their easy-to-use platform. If you would like to learn more about Block Health, please check out their website at www.blochealth.com. Thanks. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.